0: Hello everyone. Craig Dunkley here, and welcome to the Beyond Growth Show. I'm here with the always lovely Claudia Harvey.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beyond Growth Podcast. This is a podcast for everyone who wants to increase their wealth. Craig and I are business owners and investors, and we share our insights into building wealth, and we introduce you to expert guests. We use the three pillars of possibility, which include emotional support, business strategy, and financial understanding to help our listeners and viewers with their own personal goals. So, Craig, how are you today?
0: I'm wonderful, Claudia. Thank you very much. And how about yourself?
1: I'm really, really great. Thank you. And, Craig, who's our guest today?
0: So, our guest today is Shalima Gant, founder and president of the Nanaimo African Heritage Society. Shalima was also a runway and print model with a background in drama and dance.
1: Uh, You know, she has an incredible background, and I'm so interested in hearing her story. And, Shalima just Put on the Society's 21st virtual gala last month. So they went from a live gala, which has been the last 20 years, to, an, to a virtual gala with amazing success. So I'm really interested in hearing her story and, and sharing it today. So before we do, though, everybody, don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast channel, to our YouTube and Spotify channel, and please comment and click the bell for any updates to our videos.
0: And before we continue, we know you always like to start off with something positive, Claudia.
1: I do, so today is International Dance Day, and it is not only a form of art, but a means for amazing culture and self-expression and any form of way of communicating. And I personally love to dance, and my kids often laugh at me and comment because they think I look like a stork on stilts, but that's okay, I dance like no one's watching, and uh, (laughs) I totally enjoy dancing.
0: (laughs) Well, that would be a sight, I'm sure. And having Salima on, who has a background in dance, it's perfect timing. Let's bring on Salima.
1: Hi, Salima. How are you?
2: I'm good, and yourself?
1: Well, welcome to the Beyond Growth Podcast. We are thrilled to have you with us today.
2: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Oh, our pleasure. So, Salima, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to Nimo from New York.
2: Oh, that's a long story. You have time? <laughs> <laughs> well, thing.
1: So, um, first of well, where, where is Nanaimo?
2: Nanaimo is on the west coast of Canada, British Columbia. You know, people most people know where Vancouver is. If you go to Vancouver, you take a ferry, and you come on over to the island of Nanaimo.
1: Wow. So, quite far from New York?
2: Uh, uh, quite far. <laughs> and it's funny, because when I first came to Canada, I didn't come to uh, Nanaimo. I went to Calgary.
1: Wow. So, um, so, how did you join us in Canada? Tell us a little bit about your journey.
2: I was a performer. Uh, we did a variety show. I was a singer dancer. And so we were introduced to performing in Calgary, there was a team of us. And uh, so uh, in the early 80s, we were came to Canada, landed in Calgary, uh, learn all about the Stampede and the Buffalo Burger and all the cowboys. And it was wonderful. So we just, uh, I traveled, I was going uh, back and forth from the U.S. to Canada, uh, and eventually ended up on the, uh, well, Vancouver, the British Columbia, and just fell in love with the island and, um, you know, met a guy, and you know how those things work out, <laughs> we got married, and we stayed in Nanaimo.
1: And you, you fell in love with Canada, and you fell in love with the guys.
2: Fell in love with the guys, <laughs> fell in love with the country, and here I am.
1: Well, that's great. Okay. Well, we often talk on the Beyond Growth podcast show about people's journeys and how they get from you know A to B to C to D, and uh, it's, it's interesting to hear such diverse backgrounds, so um, thanks for sharing that. So let's talk a little bit about your Nanaimo African Heritage Society Gala.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. But before we do, congratulations, uh, Shalima, on the Nanaimo African Heritage Society's 21st gala. Uh, I heard it went really well. I understand it, that this is the first time the gala went virtual due to COVID, of course, yes. and that it got put together in three weeks. Were you able to hold the gala this year?
2: Unbelievable. I, you know, there was the first thought about – we get our funding. What are we going to do? This is different. We're not going to be able to hug people and kiss people as they come in the door and greet people as we usually, what are we going to do? So when uh, I got in touch with the BG marketing, we decided that we were going to go for it. And we only had three weeks to pull it together. I mean, kudos to those guys, because I know nothing about virtual. So, but I've learned a lot since and it was fantastic. I enjoyed the experience. I was able to sit with my pajamas and a glass of champagne and watch the whole event. So it, it was wonderful. And Fair and enough. sort of magical how things like that come together.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it really is when you, you know, you, you, as you said, with BG Marketing Authority and yourself, you know, I'm sure it was a lot of work from both sides. Uh, to do it that quickly so awesome that uh, on your part and on their part that that all came together nicely.
1: Yeah, I like was... that, you know, you didn't, you, like you said, but pre COVID, you weren't at all thinking virtual, you know, you, we were we were living in um, a, a society that op- had open events that had people coming. But I love that you overcame the hesitation of having a virtual event that you still connected the community that you're in that you wanted to connect the community and you overcame that challenge. And, uh, you know, you, you partner with people that could bring that together in a three-week period. So kudos to you. That's great.
2: Yeah, yeah I was uh, very, very surprised and, and very pleased. Mm-hmm.
1: So you've had, you've had the gala now for 21 years, and that is amazing and really something. How did it all start? How did you create the Nanaimo African Heritage Society in the beginning?
2: Well, I just want to tell you a little bit about 2020's event, because... In 2020 event, um, I had asked God, I said, you know, God, if you want me to continue to do this, give me some signs because I'm tired. You know what I mean? And um, we had the event and it was fantastic. It was almost like the best one we've ever done. And we've done quite a, you know, over the 20, 21 years, there's been quite a bit. So to have that one is so blessed. It was well attended, well organized. It went smoothly. And all I could hear was the praises as people were going out of the door. And it was just funny that it was right on the tail of the COVID. It was in uh, it was February of 2020, and then uh, March, boom, here we were, you know. So it was kind of a blessing. It was definitely a blessing. Um, but it all started way back uh, in the early 90s. I came to Nanaimo, as I said. I moved here with, with my husband. and. Um, um I didn't see black people around. So I had to ask myself, did I go to another planet? Did I go to another world? Well, I mean, I don't see any brown people around anywhere. Um, and I started taking some adult basic educations in at that time, Malaspina University. Um, and um, I was introduced to a BC British Black Pioneer resource guide. And as I'm looking in this magazine, I'm uh, this this resource guide, I'm seeing black judges, lawyers, doctors, pioneers that came here in the 1800s that was invited by Sir James Douglas and all of this history. And of course, I was not in a great um, I didn't like the curriculum that they were giving to us as adults it it had an undertone that it was uh, about criminals if you're over 30 and you're going back to school it was a suggestion to me that you know you're you come from a different uh, standard of life and i i wasn't really liking that so i went to my professors and the and the teachers and i said look i have this wonderful resource guide and i don't see any black faces around and i want to know what happened to these people? And how does it play a role in our community? So with that information, I went out and I just did a question of would people uh, respect and enjoy having celebrations of Black Black history. And 95 people showed up for a small meeting that we had, 95 folks. And these were all people that from, from um, various of backgrounds who had children and, and that were maybe you know, half white, half black, uh, parents of mixed race, uh, adopted children, adopted people with, with African children, so forth and so on. And so it was lots of people that showed it, an interest. So we establish a core group and started working on the Nanaimo African Heritage Society. And I just stayed with it. Um, I'm enjoying and I enjoy telling the the parts of life that Black people paid a contribution to the land and that it wasn't just takers, it was people who came here and contribute greatly. So it's been a, a real blessing and so many, things have occurred in terms of me finding out further knowledge about the pioneers in in Canada, period. So um, I've just, I've just think that it's been something that has been part of my journey. I feel that God has definitely let, it, let me do this. And I don't know how far I'm going to go. But, um, you know, it's as long as it's exciting and it's keeping and like having this virtual was a new component, right? It was uh, we have COVID, and there's a tragic part of COVID, but there's also the part that is teaching us a great deal, and it's making us be still. So being still, we're in in getting internal with the other creative sides of us, and virtual is definitely one. Yeah, it's,
0: it's wonderful that you, you took that step into virtual, you know, your story is, is phenomenal. But to not get that hit that roadblock and to, to push through it and not allow it to stop you running the gala and the events is, is wonderful to, to see and hear. And we're, we're glad that we could be a part of it and that you, you got through that. But we also know that you've worked with the First Nations youth for quite a long time. How did you get involved with them and why?
2: Well, the interests of the First Nation people were I did not have any uh, chance to meet First Nations when I was in the States. Um, I didn't know, you know, I knew lots of other cultures and I have been always since a child interested in different cultures. So when I came to Canada and started a modeling business, I was teaching confidence and self-esteem and it it was kind of an accident how that that came out it's just that I had a background in modeling I was a model for over 15 years in New York and I'd done very well tall and you know dark and beautiful as they say (laughs) uh, you know and as what people were saying to me so I got on the runway and had a wonderful experience and met so many designers and so many people and um, what a great thing. So here I am with an opportunity to share that experience by teaching young people and had a young girl approach me. She found out that I, my background was modeling and she wanted to be a model. She asked her mother to come and meet with me and I, I met with her and, and we start, I started teaching her and from that, I started branching out and teaching others and I, I did, it occurred to me The girls were absolutely stunning and the boys were handsome. Uh, But I I saw a self-esteem issue in that. And I thought, you know, how can this be that these people are so beautiful and got everything going for them? And yet they don't have that confidence. But I remembered that that's what got me started and got me, uh, uh, you know, made me progressing in school. Because me, I didn't have an interest in school until I got into the performing arts. So it was a chance to do that. And I wanted it to be very diverse. It had to be very diverse. And how can I do something without in, in um, inviting the First Nation kids to come in? And, you know, it made a beautiful component to my productions. Uh, you know, I, I had a, a real diverse group, uh, whether they were Chinese, whether they're First Nations, whether they're East Indian, whether they were Black. And it just made such a beautiful presentation, but I thought I would go and introduce myself to the chiefs of the different um, communities here, uh, Shinamo First Nations uh, and um, Nanus First Nations. And I had a talk with the chiefs and the chiefs identified with that feeling of being a minority in the community. And they identified with that quite quickly and they saw how the children would advance. It was um, important when I heard that the children don't come to events like fashion shows in the mall. And I go, why not? They're, they're people, they're children, they're beautiful. Why not bring them to the mall? So I, I went to the Chiefs and they arranged for me to teach the kids on the reserve and then when I had productions and shows, we bust them in, and we in uh, we included them in our productions. And oh my God, the children were so wonderful and so smart and so giving and so loving. And I just could not help myself from just until this day. There are some of the young ones I remember. One stuck out, uh, Cheryl. Um, and her uncle said that she was going down the wrong track, and and asked me if I could probably take her in hand, and 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 it was I saw the moment that the sparkle came in her eye, and that she was able to uh, converse and and communicate with me about whatever she was feeling at the time as a teenager. And I kind of put the kids all through some sort of test so I could just sort of figure out what their feelings were about being amalgamated into society and and feeling like they were more than just First Nation kids, you know? So that was a real um, eye-opener and a challenge for me, and it has been a wonderful experience. And um, I've been working on the Nanaimo African Heritage Society now for 20-some years, and I kind of put the sort of modeling on the background. But... um, you know, as I walk through this uh, town and see some of these kids that are coming up to me now and introducing me to their children and saying, we want you to teach our children. Um, I'm just delighted about that. So I'm looking forward to maybe doing that again. That
1: is is wonderful. (laughs) The lives that you have touched and the people that the ripple effect, the pay it forward effect that I'm sure that you have, you know, you're probably aware of, but probably unaware of all the people that you're touching and they're touching just because of that wonderful foundation that you're creating with the youth. And the energy that you have and the confidence and the the beautiful words that you're bringing to your language, I'm sure is conveyed in in your teachings as well. So congratulations, that is absolutely fantastic. That's beautiful.
2: Thank you, well, thank and you. I...
1: Go ahead, no, go ahead.
2: I feel, I always, I don't know how to act when somebody says what you just said to me. That was very kind. Um, but I know this. I know that when I have a really bad day and life feels heavy, and when I walk out into the streets here in the Nanaimo and one of those kids run into me and they say these things like, you never age. <laughs> you look the same as you did when you taught us way back when. And These are my children and I want you to teach them. It's it's like somebody just gave me a pot of gold. It it just, you know, it changes everything. It it reminds you, you know, what your purpose is and what you're doing and how is affecting others and it still surprises me to this day how how it affects people. So thank well, you for saying yeah. that. So
1: who who do you have a role model that you had as a youth that you looked up to? Is there someone that you aspired to be as you grew up and and moved into your space?
2: Well, I had many. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was my grandmother. My grandmother was a nurse and she was she was from the southern states. and I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and she was the most kindest, gentle person that you could ever meet. So she taught me a lot about loving and um, just sharing your life with uh, with others and um, and no matter what the situation was, to be positive and loving and giving. So that was the first step. And then, of course, there were many people along the roads that were actresses or performers or people that I looked up to in the industry. So I had a lot of sheroes, especially, and a lot of heroes. Right.
1: <laughs> That's lovely. That's great.
0: Very nice. Very nice. So um, we also know that you publish a magazine uh, Shalima, and we'd like to hear a little bit more about that it's the annual Nanaimo African Heritage Society magazine, you know, how did you see how do you see the magazine progressing and what are your goals for the magazine and the Nanaimo America uh, sorry, and the Nanaimo African Heritage Society,
2: you know, I, I try to now I have to take days as they come. But if if you ask me, like, what is I want to do with a magazine going forward? I think that it has been another one of those events, uh, uh, one of those, um, uh, I'm stuck for words, sorry. <laughs> um, it's been another one of those surprising things that have unfolded. Um, I never know how where it's gonna go. And it has grown substantially here on the island. People are really loving the magazine. It was about bringing information to people about the pioneers and the contributions of the Black Canadians that were part of, you know, our communities. And then I started going out and having the the opportunity to meet people, moms and pops shops, And it didn't matter whether they were black after a while, and it was, it was a mixture of getting to know the communities, and uh, you know, you have this little competition thing going on between different towns up and down the island. You know, you say you're from Nanaimo, and they say, oh, Nanaimo. (laughs) You know, you're Ladysmith or Victoria, and I thought, this is a wonderful way to bring people together. Write things about how common lives are and it doesn't matter whether you're black whether you're white whether what other culture you are there is so many things so much similar than than things that are so different and so i wanted to find writers and photography because i put everything that means something to me in the magazine which is history which is fashion and which is um just people, everyday kindness and gentleness. So, and I want to put smiles on people's face. And I've accomplished that and it's just been amazing. I just I went to visit my folks in Georgia. I have a lot of family that lives in the States in Georgia. And um, we just, I just came back from a trip and they were asking, oh, what is the island like? You know, it's it's not Jamaica Island. It's not the Caribbean's, You know, it's not palm trees, but it's an island, right? How am I going to express this to my family? How am I going to show them how different it is? So I'm on the ferry and I'm looking for a magazine. And I'm going through these magazines. And far as I was concerned, it was all commercial. I seen everything commercial. But our island represents a lot more than commercial. So I thought, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a magazine. And little did I know, it, it grew. Where do I want to go with it? I want to get children more involved. I want to get the educational po- component more into the magazines. I have introduced it to a few schools on the island, and they have been supporters, um, private schools. And so I want it, that's my next goal to get children creatively, writers or photographers or people that have stories. I wanna give kids an outlet that if they have a story that they have a hard time expressing to grownups or to anyone, here's an opportunity for you to write for a, a local magazine. So that's, my, that's where I'm headed at this point. Uh, we will continue to do fashion. I mean, we've uh, had wonderful designers on the island. Uh, we had the Sunemo First Nation people. We had the, the House of Good, Eilelem. Uh, in our uh, gala virtual, uh, you know, fantastic fashion. So I wanna find young people that are art designers and things like that and continue to tell stories of people and how they're moving and shaking on the island. And that's, that's another wonderful. thing, being on the island, you know, people think, eh, it's a little small town, there's nothing going on there. And it gives me a chance to say, hey, I don't think so. I think there's a lot going on. (laughs) Very nice. Well,
1: that's wonderful. Shalima, it's it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I think you have conveyed uh, gratitude, kindness, paying it forward, inclusivity, diversity, so many things that the world needs today, especially in the tumultuous last year that we've had. And I think you're conveying such wonderful positivity with an upward spiral of positivity that is just, will touch so many lives. And and I wish you all the best and hope to continue your teachings and your um, amplification of your message. So it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today.
2: It's been a pleasure talking with you, and it gives me a chance to even look back at my own history. So thank you for that. I appreciate that as well.
1: And if people wanted to get a hold of you, Shalima, how can they get a hold of you?
2: Well, they can go on our website, which the Nanaimo African Heritage Society, or they certainly can call me anytime. Uh, I don't know. Should I give you the number? Should we do that? Sure.
1: Well, what if, yeah? why don't you give us your email? Give us your email
2: address. Our, our email. Okay. And it's a long one. So it's Nanaimo African Heritage Society at gmail.com. Right.
1: So spell that out for us.
2: Nanaimo African Heritage Society at gmail.com.
1: So again, wonderful Shalima. I'm sure lots of people wanted to get in touch with you. And it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Shalima.
1: Thank so- you. We end every podcast with a closing quote, and I'd like to give the quote today, which is, our ability to reach unity in diversity will be the beauty and test of our civilization. And who said that?
2: Who said that? Oh, wow. Who said that? That's so brilliant. I don't know. Was that Martin Luther King? Or was it? um... No, no. Good. Very, very good was it dr meyer angelo <laughs> no okay
1: <laughs> Which, you're kind of close it was Mahatma yeah? Gandhi. so yeah Ma- oh, so okay. i think it's wonderful-
2: yeah that's beautiful so a wonderful quote. thank you
1: podcast, very it
2: is yeah. i'll take that one in my heart
1: <laughs> so everyone please remember to like comment and subscribe to our podcast channel if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the notification bell to get updates on our podcast. And please leave some wonderful comments that we can share with Shalima. And once again, Shalima, it's been a wonderful pleasure having you on today.
2: Thank you. Bye, guys. Have Thank a great you, day. Man. Bye-bye.